the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. (laughs) Maybe I will stop there for one second. Did you hear that? If you walk in the Spirit, you will not carry out the desire of your flesh. Any issues, addictions, repeated sins in your life? The answer is right here. If you walk in the Spirit, you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident. Some of those are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, or can I say fruit of walking in the Spirit, or the fruit of being in the Spirit of God, are love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things there is no law. Which basically means this. There's no cap to those fruits. They're limitless. They can abound. This piece of fruit, these fruits can get bigger and bigger and bigger and tastier and tastier and tastier. There's no law to stop those things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. Amen and amen. So today I get the opportunity just to chat a little bit and and just really let the Word of God Uh, uh, inform us and transform us to walk in the fruit of peace. Uh, Megan and and Greg have already alluded to, and and honestly we don't even need to allude to why peace would be so, so important in this hour and in this day. Uh, With everything going on in the world around us, we need the fruit of peace. Philippians 4, 6 through 9, which is one that we've probably got plastered up on our walls or we've written down many times in our journals, rightfully so, speaks to why peace is so important and for how, and for, how, how for us to lay hold of it. So I'm going to read it. It says, be anxious for nothing. And as we talk this morning, I, I, I want you to see this comparison between peace and anxiety, okay? Peace and worry. 
because the scripture speaks of these things often. And, and my, my goal is just to let the word of God be highlighted so that you would see how peace triumphs over these things of life. There are a lot of anxieties. Remove COVID-19. Remove, it, remove uh, everything else going on in the, in the systems and the governments of the world. There, people struggle with anxiety. And I just wonder this. And we're going to get to it in a second. I just wonder if the Lord this morning, if I can be so bold as to say, I'm waiting for my bride. I'm waiting for my people. I am waiting for my disciples to level up here, to mature in the fruit of the Spirit, to stay in step with the Holy Spirit so they produce the likeness of me, that is Christ. They, they would produce the likeness of me in the world that they live in. And, and, and please, what I'm about to say, please just understand what I'm saying. Like, I, rightfully so, every address this morning was already beautiful. It was good. It was needed. There, there's real anxieties, struggles, worries, uh, health concerns. All of these things are very, very real. And a part of the beauty of the body of Christ is to encourage one another, come underneath one another, love other people, mourn with people who mourn. But I wonder if we will show up as a church, and not just the journey, but the church of Jesus Christ, when we come and start a service and we don't say anymore, hey, I don't know what your week has been like, but... Jesus is here for you. I wonder if we could start a service and say, I don't know what the world has thrown at you, but I know Jesus. And so if you're bearing fruit and walking with the Spirit, it's been awesome. Despite the circumstances, despite the worries and anxieties in this world. Because you see, as we look at the person of Jesus, and again, I'm going to read this passage in one second. As we look at the person of Jesus, he walked in a peace that was unwavering. He walked in a, in, in a way uh, against the flow of the world to where he was almost not of this world. For the kingdom of God was him, himself, was within him by the Holy Spirit. And he was walking so differently. When the world was chaotic, he was at peace. When there was things coming against him, he didn't have to worry about what to say because if he was supposed to say anything, the Holy Spirit would speak through him. And I wonder if in this hour, and please hear me rightly, I'm not dismissing this, but I felt even as we were worshiping this morning that the Lord is saying, I want the bride to mature. I want the fruit of your life to match the praises of the person that you worship. I want the essence of your life to be as that of Christ Jesus. And we're all on different stages of that journey. But hear me, Jesus is praying for us, for you and I, to walk as he walked. First John says, walk as Jesus walked. Think like Jesus thought. And as he is, so are we to be in this world. So what I'm saying to you is as we're, talk, as we're going to talk about peace here, you have every not only right because of what Jesus has given you, but he's given you the power to walk in peace. Philippians 4, 6 through 9 says, so be anxious for nothing. There's no caveat there in the scripture. 
Not when I read my Bible. I'm not, I'm, I, I don't see it. Maybe your translation has it. Be anxious for nothing. This is a charge. This is a reminder. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace, listen, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension. What does that mean? In my translation, it means it doesn't make any sense at all in the world. And let the peace of God, when it manifests in the midst of circumstances, it surpasses all comprehension. I'm going to pause again and say, so hear, hear me. And I, I say this as a charge because I love you. And I want us to walk in everything that Jesus died for us to walk in. And not just for our benefit, but by the end of this, you'll see, for the benefit of other people around us. Jesus died so that you could be anxious for nothing, but receive the peace of God in everything, even when it doesn't make sense that you should be able to do that. These are not my words. This is not hopeful thinking. Or, no, excuse me. This is not wishful thinking. This is the power of God within us. And so, and the peace of God will guard what? Your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So when the COVID-19 kind of things of the world come at us, when you and your spouse or you and your friends have disputes and, and, and things rise because they will, we're human, in the midst, when it doesn't make any sense, you can still carry the peace of and not only your peace, but a peace from heaven, God's peace, the peace of God. You can carry that, exist in that, dwell in that, in the midst of every situation. And it guards the very things that want to turn us back to the flesh. When we read Galatians 5 at the very beginning, it said, if you walk according to the flesh, these are the kinds of fruits that you'll have. And it's talking about, you know, all the immorality, blah, 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 anger, disputes, division amongst people, all this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's you know, that, that's the fruit of it. But if you stay in step with Jesus, if you stay in step with the Holy Spirit, here's the kind of fruit that you will produce. You see, when the circumstances of the world, the enemy at, uh, at hand, Satan himself, when the temptations of the world come, if we exercise our flesh, which comes through our thoughts, our will, our emotions, our feelings, our personalities, our, our heart and our minds, we will produce the, the, the deeds of the flesh. But as we continue to stay in step with Holy Spirit, the peace of God will set up like a big old dog in front of our mind, a big old guard dog in front of our heart and our emotions. So do you see that? Are, are you tracking with me? And the peace of God, God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It doesn't mean that you won't feel things. It doesn't mean that you won't think things. But the peace of God will sit there and guard your heart and your mind so that you do not carry out the works of the flesh. Instead, that you may reside 
in the peace of God. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. He gives us a key there to how to stay in the peace of God. Dwell on these things. What are you dwelling on? These days that we live in, what are you dwelling on? Yeah, we all know we should shut the news off probably more than we do. And, and um, you know, it's, it's, it's probably not feeding our souls just because we've got extra time when we binge watch our favorite show on Netflix. Probably not dwelling on those things. Um, the question is, what are we dwelling on? I think about Jesus often, and I've personally been reading through the Gospels right now, and so it's even that much more on the forefront of my mind, but I continue to watch and see how Jesus, I've been, I've been focusing on, on just how he, how he moved, how he had his being in the earth. And the Holy Spirit's been highlighting that to me. And um, it, it's amazing because even in the midst of what could be Jesus dwelling on, why is my family and the people that I grew up in about ready to throw me off of a cliff? He, he, he doesn't dwell on that. He moves right through it and on to what the Father's saying. Because he has an ear bent towards heaven. He, he, he keeps his eyes bent towards his father. And then you would even think, when I ask questions like, what are you dwelling on? Like, are you using this as an opportunity to promote yourself, maybe in your marketplace or maybe somewhere else, and, and, and those kinds of things? And I think about Jesus, and I think about the times when the crowd started coming in around him more and more and more, and instead of Instead of just saying, yeah, I, you know, th there's more opportunity here. There's more ministry here. We see these moments where Jesus just walked away in peace and said, I'm going to go be by myself for a while. Again, Jesus is our perfect example as the prince of peace. He knew how to walk. He knew how to dwell continually in his father's presence through the power and the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. And it just makes me question going, Aaron, what are you dwelling on in these days? And I know many of you, uh, I was even talking to Greg this week and had a few laughs. I've actually talked to several people this week about homeschooling. I know that's a real big deal right now for a lot of people at home. And I, I get it. We've been homeschooling our kids for seven years now. And, and that is, the, the Lord just led us into that. And I know it's a little bit different in the States than it is here and all that. But, but we get it. 
There are challenging times, uh, uh, especially when you're not used to it. It challenges you. It challenges your kids. It challenges your your relationship with your spouse because all of a sudden you're trying to work at home or they're trying to work at home and you're trying to go well who's going to take care of this well I kind of expected you to take care of that and but now there's dishes piling up and this and that right it's like it's like crazy and so it's like in the middle of all of it though I want to ask you when there's tons of things pressing on you when things are not the way in which we planned them to be what are you dwelling on What is your anchor? Is it in Jesus? Paul finishes off that passage just by saying, The things you have learned and received I have heard and seen in me. Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I want to give you one practical thing before we move on to the next passage, and it's this. How do you stay in the peace of God? Take a nap. Um, I was reminded this week as I was praying and preparing for this that one of the first sermons I gave in March when the whole COVID thing broke out and the lockdown started and we were in another room here in the journey and I was looking at a camera just like this, though it was a little bit closer. Um, One of the first sermons that the Lord gave me to release was about Jesus being asleep in the stern of a boat in the midst of a storm. And he brought that back up in preparation for this. Because I've often gone back there myself over the months, uh, the last several months. And I've even, I've even done this, and I would challenge you to do this. If you're looking for a way to dwell in the peace of God, it does come down to practicals. It does come down to, how, am I going to stop right now and am I going to dwell upon uh, these good, excellent, perfect things? Am I going to dwell upon Jesus or am I going to continue to dwell on the things and the circumstances around me, right? And, and I love this because this is one of those classic Jesus moments, again, big ministry moment he jumps in a boat his disciples come in and a big storm rises up and what is Jesus doing he's sleeping in the boat his disciples are going crazy and Jesus is found asleep and I was I was I was spending time with the Lord on this because I was actually looking for peace even this last week and I was like and I was thinking about this passage and I was just like Jesus how how is that possible like literally I want to I want my life to be like that, to where in any storm, I'm, when I lay my head down at night, I'm not worrying about this stuff. And, and for, so for a moment, I just pictured the boat. I pictured myself out in the boat with Jesus and the disciples, and I pictured the waves coming in and how crazy it would have been. And then I saw Jesus, and he literally was lying there in the boat, and he like opened one eye, and he just kind of like motioned like this to me. Come lay down next to me. And I did. And it was like the most peaceful thing. Now again, that's, I would call that my spiritual imagination. I just engaged with Jesus in the word of God in that moment. But I began to understand that Jesus, again, in the midst of any storm, could truly rest. Because he wasn't anchored in the things of this world at all. He wasn't concerned about any of those things because he knew the Father so well. And he knew that he was on an assignment. He knew what he was called to do. And when he knew what he was called to do, he was able to walk in peace because he knew that nothing would thwart that plan. 
And so he was about doing the things that his father was doing. So therefore he could sleep no matter what the enemy threw at him, no matter what the world threw at him. He was able to rest at peace. And so kind of tongue in cheek, I say, but maybe practically, if you need peace in your life, can I tell you? Take a nap, maybe even today. Figure out how to do it. Maybe you need to figure out how to give your spouse a nap today where you take the kids. And as you go and lay down, in the name of Jesus, rest and be at peace in the midst of everything else that is going on. I love this passage, Isaiah 26, 8. He says, and he, God, will keep you or him in perfect peace. Let me, let me, refer, let me say that one more time, I'm sorry. And he will keep in perfect peace those who mind, whose minds are steadfast upon him because they trust in him. He will give and keep, God will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is steadfast upon him. Nothing else. Not how he's going to fix COVID-19. Not how he's going to fix the situation that you're in. You're not focused on that. You're focused on him. Because, not because Aaron's telling you to. It's because you've learned to trust him. And all of this is, a, is the Lord speaking to me and to you this morning and saying, will you trust me? Because really, guys, it really is this simple. This was the other thing I was meditating on during the, the worship. I just heard the Lord say, this is so simple for us to walk in. This is so easy. Christianity is so easy. We've tried to make it so complicated. But it's just really about trusting him. Just like Jesus in the boat, when he got up, and he, from, when he was asleep in the boat, he got up, he rebuked the storm, and he, he rebuked his disciples. He said, guys, you're so little of faith. You don't trust me yet. You don't get it yet. But he's like, ah, oh, come on, I got you. Let's go, let's keep going. And I feel that's a little bit of what God is calling the church at large to be in this season. I think he's sprouting us up into maturity. I'm going to skip down a little bit further here real quick uh, for the sake of time. But I keep saying this, but I, I, I'm pulling it from Luke chapter 8. Many of you remember this passage. It's the, it's the parable of the sower. So we see this passage, and, and God is the sower, and he's sowing the word of God out. Some fell upon the road, as you remember, but it was trampled underfoot, and birds came and ate it, right? And then they were sowing some seed, and some fell on the rocky soil, and it popped up real quick, but it withered away because of no moisture. And this is the one I want to focus on, though. Some, some of the seed that the sower spread was among the thorns, but the thorns grew up and choked it out. And so Jesus was sharing this, and his disciples were like, Jesus, kind of share with us what the kingdom of God is. Can you share with us this mystery? And Jesus was like, okay, okay, here it is. And the specific one is important for us as we talk about the fruit of, of, of peace in our lives, right? How to eat from that peace of our lives. It's from the seed that fell among the, 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 the <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Luke 8, it's the seed that fell among the thorns, okay? Out of verse 14, Luke chapter 8 says this. Jesus says, the seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard. This is for the body of Christ that has heard the word of God, okay? They've even received it. But as they go on their way, they are choked out with what? Jesus says, worries, there it is, there's that anxiety worry thing again, and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. Let me read that one more time. 
The seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard. Beloved, you don't need to hear another message. You've heard too many of them. What you need is Jesus. What you need is just to radically surrender and go, Jesus, I've been walking with you forever. Maybe ups and downs and all those kinds of things. But ultimately, I hear you just kind of saying, Where's, where, where are the ones that have faith? Where are the ones who are really believing and trusting in me who would just say, I'm going to nurture a relationship. I'm going to keep in step with Jesus. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to keep in step with Holy Spirit. It's simple. I'm just going to love him, trust him, dwell on him, seek him, and everything else is going to be okay. I, I really feel like it's that simple. And I've made it difficult I've tried to add all these other things, just like the Pharisees and Sadducees, to the gospel so that we would live at peace in the, in, in, in the sight of God and with man. And Jesus came and destroyed all that. He goes, guys, this it's not what it's about at all. Because Jesus is the one that carried the kingdom. So don't miss him. And we give more attention and dwell so much more on the things and the worries of this life, the riches of this life, the pleasures of this life. And it chokes out the fruit, it chokes out the nutrients and the water and those things that come from the very word of God, the foundation of his truth from the very heart of God, and those things in life choke it out. And so that fruit of peace never comes to maturity. And so we live in circumstances of this world. And we continue to come back again and again every Sunday morning and go, well, I don't know what your week was like. It's because I believe God is telling us, un let's cut those thorns out. They're choking out the worries of this life. Get rid of them. Don't pursue the riches of this life. It's not worth it. It will choke out the very thing that your heart is longing for. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Self-control, all faithfulness, all of these things that our hearts are really longing for gets choked out when we begin to dwell on the worries, the riches, and the pleasures of life. So if you're wondering, going, Aaron, that's it. If you're wondering, going, I want to live in the peace of God. The word of God is telling us right here. The reason that the fruit has not developed is because what we have to do is now ask ourselves these really very honest questions. God, what am I worrying about? I need your peace right now to come into my life. I know it's already available, so therefore I need to repent from worry. I need to repent from seeking the treasures and riches of this world. I need to repent of the pleasures of this life so that this fruit, this Holy Spirit, that your very presence inside of me may bear much fruit and so that those fruits will develop in my life you see it's all right there it's all for you and for me to walk in the question is will, will you trust in him not in the things of this world how am i doing on time here oh we've been going for a little bit i should probably i'll just i'll just end there um I, I would beg you this. Uh, Megan, you want to come on up? I do want to spend just a moment um, sitting in presence, and I just want to pray and release uh, the peace of God over you. Uh, I, I would encourage you guys to do this. There's another great passage. You guys are familiar with it. Um, as you sit with him, 
Read Matthew chapter 6, uh, 25 through 34. It's, it's, it's a passage you're familiar with. Again, it's Jesus going, hey guys, don't worry about this life. Don't worry about the, 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 the clothes that you need, the things that you eat, the, the, all that kind of stuff. I'll take care of all of that. And he said, so don't worry. Again, another one of those worry passages. And he's, so the opposite, again, of that worry and that anxiety is that peace, the, the place where we are confidently tranquil in his presence, where we know everything is okay because we know who's the one who's making everything okay. And at the very end of that, he goes, so don't worry because, uh, about tomorrow because it's got enough troubles of its own. But seek first, there it is again, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. So beloved, as, uh, as we pr- um, play here just a little bit, Megan and them are going to get started, I just want to take a moment or two. Uh, we're not in a rush because uh, we don't have a children's church to let go right now or anything like that. But here's what I want to invite you to do. Um, wherever you are, if you're listening to this in your car, if you're listening to this live or at home, would you just close your eyes? Well, if you're driving, don't do that. That's not a good idea. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. Uh, close your eyes, and I just want to pray, and we're just going to sing uh, this song that we uh, sang earlier, and just release the peace of God over your life. Yes, we need it. We do need it. And some of you need it now more than ever. And, and, and my desire is that you will lay hold of that peace, the peace of God. But my, but, but my second kind of challenge this morning is this then. For some of you, in order to receive and walk in the very peace that you're longing for, you need to begin to change what you dwell on. You need to change what you're putting your trust and hope in. Because the fruit of your life will be what shows what you're putting your, tr- your, your trust in. The fruit of your life is the, is, will show what you're dwelling on. We can't hide behind that stuff. It's just evidence. I'm going to finish with this. I, one of my spiritual mentors, spiritual fathers, just this last week, I saw him post this on Facebook. And I thought it was beautiful. Um, this is what it says it says peace will be as gold in the days to come a few years back the Lord spoke this phrase to me in the middle of a dream when he said it it was though a seal came over my heart and I've never forgotten it what if we understood peace as a commodity of heaven as something the world will be desperate to find and experience as shakings happen. Peace will be seen as precious, valuable, and rare, and people will desire it. Because true peace is only found in Jesus, and he gives a peace that the world cannot give. Then we Jesus lovers, too, will be able to impart peace to those in need. I sense that peace will be so in demand in the days that are coming, and even here now, that it will become a powerful evangelism tool to draw multitudes to Jesus. Let's store up peace today. 
Let's just sing. Let's just take a moment. Close your eyes. Father, I ask for your Holy Spirit right now not to invade rooms but to invade hearts Holy Spirit we open our hearts to you right now Holy Spirit we open our minds to you right now We give you the rightful place to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus right now. You are the guard dog of our mind and our heart against worry and against anxiety. God, we repent right now of our focus. We repent of God of dwelling on lesser things. God, we repent right now of dwelling actually on worldly things. God, we repent right now for desiring the flesh. Because God, if, if, if I'm being honest, I can see fruits of my flesh. And God, that's not my desire. And so in the name of Jesus and in the blood of Jesus, I stand again today and I turn from those things. And Jesus, I'm asking that you would come in right now to our lives and you would literally begin to cut the thorns out of our soul that have sprouted up. Cut cut the thorns out, God. Take them out by its roots. God, for they have choked your bride for too long. The worries of this world have been choking out your word. We've let them grow amongst us. We repent of that. God, we've pursued lesser things. Like we dwell on where's my next paycheck coming from? And God, I know some people logically will right now will go, well, shouldn't I actually think about those things? Shouldn't I worry if I'm not getting paid anymore? And beloved, I'm just telling you, and I'm telling my own soul right now by the word of God, he says, don't worry about anything. So God, even though the, the, the things of this world that we think that we need to care for ourselves and our families, like money, like houses, like clothing, like food. God, and I know that there are people in trying situations, but your word says, do not worry about anything. So God, would you rip these things out of us in Jesus' name? Would you rip the thorns out of us? So that the life blood of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit would flow freely to go to the fruit that the Spirit produces so that we would walk in peace. So that we would sleep in the midst of storms. 
We release that peace right now to every ear that has ears to hear. May the peace of God, may the Lord of peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance. The Lord be with us all. And God, as you develop this fruit, God, we freely release it so that others may taste and see of the Prince of Peace. 